Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Dave Neal, stand-up comic host of Bachelor Nation News. Happy Monday, March 27th. It's Bachelor Finale Day today. That's right, we got a full preview for tonight's episode of The Bachelor. All this and more coming to you right now on Bachelor Rush Hour. Let's jump right into it. We got a lot to talk about today. Oh, this is going to be a good one, folks. Tonight is the final episode of Bachelor, and we will be covering full pre show live stream and after show live stream. It's going to be a two hour finale plus the after the final rose. So get your uh, accoutrements ready to go. Get those apps ready. Get the uh, frozen pizza in the oven. Do what you need to do. Send the kids off to bed, and let's party all night long. That's right. A one hour live stream before tonight's episode and directly thereafter, all on. The YouTube. Now, we've got a lot to talk about here. First, what I'm going to do is play for you guys the two trailers for tonight's episode so you're all caught up with that. And then after, I've got a Reality Steve exclusive interview I'm going to play for you in its entirety, which has no spoilers. If you're worried about spoilers, we bleeped out any spoilers uh, of what goes down tonight, but we do get a very interesting insight into Reality Steve's process when it comes to revealing spoilers. Acquiring spoilers and all that jazz. It's the perfect way to lead into tonight's episode. And we're going to get into that right after we play a couple trailers for you. Have a listen. I've made mistakes. Both Katie and Gabby are still upset with me. Is it too late? I'm in love with both of them. He leaves with me or he leaves with Gabby. Make this decision. I am torn. The fact that I don't know freaks me out. Somebody at the end of this is going to get hurt. Can we chat before we go? I won't be meeting Zach's family. This is so painful. How does this happen? Coming up tonight on the live finale event. All right, it's very exciting. And speaking of other exciting news, today's Bachelor Rush Hour podcast is sponsored once again by Microdose Gummies, an entry-level dose of THC that helps you feel just the right amount of good. I got to tell you, though, I just switched from the hybrid to the indica, which is, you know, indica. They say it sounds like indica, like in the couch, which is like a body high. But what, what you're really looking for is not some crazy amount of THC that knocks you off your socks. Just the right amount combined with CBD. That just makes you feel good while you wind down from a long day. I got to tell you, I don't know if you notice a difference with me, but it's really helped curve my anxiety and keeps my creative mind feeling relaxed all day long. Microdose is available nationwide. And to learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use our special code RUSHHOUR to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description. Again, that's microdose.com code RUSHHOUR. And with our final trailer before tonight's episode, we have Zach saying he's caused pain and he's made mistakes. Have a listen to Zach's trailer for tonight's finale. Today is a massive day. It's the biggest day of my life. My heart has been yanked in two directions. Today, I am left heartbroken or going to be engaged to someone really amazing and special to me. I think Zach and I could have a great life together but he has to decide who he wants to live it with if he got down on one knee and proposed to me it would change my life forever but it's very scary the thought that he's falling in love with gabby too i've caused pain i've made mistakes and i have to share with someone very special to me that it can't be us i just hope that it's all worth it 
Coming up tonight on the live finale event. Look, I mean, for me, it's kind of like this. It just feels like the season's stumbling to a finish because it doesn't feel like we're going to have some sort of crazy poetic justice or wild outcome that we get like we got from Clayton season. I just don't see that happening. Rachel Recchia and Tino, you know, that crazy. I just don't see that happening. But we will have to see how it all plays out. And in other fun news, I am premiering a new project I'm calling uh, Driving with Dave. And our first guest is Reality Steve. As you guys know, Reality Steve is a spoiler king blogger who, um, you know, for whatever reason, got his start years ago in Bachelor World. We're going to get into that in this interview. You're going to hear how he got started in Bachelor, uh, creating content, his first spoiler, and what he thinks about the other people doing spoilers and kind of uh, encroaching on his territory as spoiler king. You're going to enjoy this uh, clip. It's about a 20-plus minute long interview. If you want to watch it, you can go to patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Link in the description if you want to watch that. Uh, you can do that on the premiere service, patreon.com. But I figured what better of a place to premiere the interview than with you guys here at Bachelor Rush Hour. And also our other sponsor for today's Bachelor Rush Hour is Green Chef. I'm actually so excited about this sponsor. I've been trying to work with them for a while here. They are the number one meal kit for eating well with dinner that work for you. Bring more flavor to your table this spring with Green Chef's wholesome elevated recipes featuring seasonal organic produce and unique farm fresh ingredients. Green Chef has options for every lifestyle, keto, vegan, vegetarian, fast, and fit Mediterranean. Guys, I'm doing the keto meal kit. You guys know I've been eating keto for a bit. Low carb and high fat is what keeps my brain fueled without the crash. You can choose your own flavor, whatever tickles your tummy. That's what I tell you guys. Go to greenchef.com and use our code RUSH hour 60 greenchef.com slash rush hour 60 use code rush hour 60 to get 60 percent off plus free shipping the number one meal kit for eating well and here feast on this conversation with reality steve what up Feels like a feels like a prostitution pickup <laughs> it could be <laughs> how are you man come on in oh how you doing Nice to meet you, man. Yeah. Uh, feel free to change your seating there if it's. Uh, oh, it's just fine. Got a water for you here. God, I forgot about this LA parking. What a fucking I know. zoo. I was gonna strap some lav mics to us. Look at this. You got the whole shebang. I know. I never use. I never use this. I'm just trying to see if anything got out today about the group date. Um, nothing yet. No, it's only two o'clock Pacific. They probably haven't even started filming today's date. Oh boy. How exciting. I am here with Reality Steve, Steve Carbone. <laughs> Welcome to the premiere episode of Driving with Dave. No, this is no, this is podcasters in a Prius pontificating. That's right. Yeah, I had to come up with some P. I was like, well, does he drive a Pontiac? No, Dave doesn't seem like a Pontiac type of guy. Well, this is my wife's guy. I actually oh, have a okay. 2004 Toyota, which I was prepared to drive. And she was like, you can't show up in a 2004 Toyota. I was like, why? There's only You can only go up from there. Welcome to my neighborhood. What brings you to town? So I have my annual fantasy baseball draft every year around this time. And I come out. I mean, this is, I, I'm talking about like when I, it, it's one of the reasons I started my um, sports podcast is because I have like been addicted to sports and statistics ever since I was in third grade. I've literally been in this same pool, this baseball draft since third grade. My dad was the one who was in it. And he he would wake me up every morning. This, I mean, we're talking the '80s. This is this started in like '85. This 85. is back when you had to draw. You oh, had to yeah. like write out your. There draft. was no computers back then. Yeah. We he would we would 
I, I was so into the statistics and I wanted to know every day what place we were in. So he, we would sit at the breakfast table. He would go get breakfast, wake me up. I'd come back and he w- and I would go through every single player. And I said, dad, read me their statistics from last night. Like that's how much of a nerd I was with this. And then my dad outgrew it and I've been in it ever since, but it's always, you know, I grew up in Southern California, so it's always been out there. And, um, so I just come out for it, uh, still every year. This is season like, oh my gosh, I don't know what year we're in, 40, 41, oh 42. Gosh. So, but I've literally been doing it. My dad was my partner up until about college. Then he said, you know what? I'm out. Um, <laughs> you can take over. And I've just been in it ever since. It's crazy. How does the fantasy world prepare you for being Bachelor's premier spoiler <laughs> account? Uh, probably not at all in any way. I'm trying to think. Like, I mean, this, as, as you know, the Bachelor thing just kind of fell into my lap. I was, you know, when I was in college, I was never thinking like, man, my goal was to be the Bachelor spoiler guy, you know? It just <laughs> it just kind of fell into my lap. I knew I wanted to do something in radio, and then when podcasts became big, that's basically radio. Um, well, they say follow your breadcrumbs, you know? You get yeah. some success. I was – I didn't know what I – I mean, I knew what I always wanted. I always wanted to be – from the time I was in college, I always wanted to be in sports talk radio. And um, I got into that right out of college, and then I realized, I don't know if I want to make a career out of this. And then was just blogging about The Bachelor and Bachelorette. People seemed to like my, my, my columns. And then, you know, got that first spoiler about Jason Mesnick's season in 09. And then it's just been literally ever since then. I can't believe it's been 14 years I've been doing this. Like, yeah, that's wild. Well, 14 years I've been doing the spoiling part. From 03 to 09, I was just writing recaps. Like, at what so I've only been doing it, this 20 years. At what point did it become, like, where was your moment where you go, oh, I can make money doing this? It was, it was Jason Mez. It was when I got that first spoiler because everyone was coming to my site and I didn't know anything about servers and how much bandwidth you needed. And my site collapsed and I couldn't get my column out the day that, the day after the Jason finale aired and everybody realized oh shit, this guy's right. He told us two weeks ago. And it wasn't until 2010 during Jake's season when I put my first ads on the site, just the basic Google AdSense, you know? And then, so I started that in January of 2010 and then by August of 2011, so a year and a half later, I was like, okay, I can make enough money per month to um, make this my living. I left working for my dad. I incorporated myself and ever since August of 2011. So we're coming up on 12 years this summer will be uh, where this has been my full-time job. I want to focus in on that moment. How yeah. risk adverse were you to take that leap? You know, did you know in the back of your head if this doesn't work out? I could go back it... to my dad, yeah. I knew I could. I didn't want to because that was not something that was I had any sort of passion in. We were selling home bedding. We were selling blankets, throws, pillows, comforters. I knew I could go back at some point, but... I was hoping that this would be okay. And I didn't, I, and this was, so this was, uh, you know, 2000, like I said, 2011, when I incorporated myself, podcasting wasn't around in 11. So I was just doing it as I am making money off my website, people coming and reading my stuff, whether it was my recaps and reader emails and all this stuff. That's when I started making money on it. And I was like, okay, I could do this. And, you know, I was making a few thousand a month and I'm like, okay, this is, this is enough in 2011 and 12. And then podcasting took off and I started my weekly podcast um, in December of 16. And and then now 
you know, eight months ago, I started my daily podcast. And then two months ago, I added my sports daily podcast. So yeah, it's, it's all forms of income. Now I make money off my website I make money off my weekly podcast. I make money off my daily podcast and I make money off my sports podcast. So yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's how I look at it with, with the different streams of revenue, you're reaching different people. You know, you're not always reaching, you'll reach that super fan who will get multiple pieces of your content, but you know, you're getting the readers who can't play podcasts at work. You're getting the podcasters who are maybe driving around. We'll go back 10 years. Are you looking on your stats and just seeing a spike happen? Yeah. And then you're seeing the, the, you know, correspondent money that day and you're starting to do the math in your head. Like, was there one, was there like one day where that happened? I mean, I want to say it was the day, it would always have a spike the day I released the spoilers, whether it was the episode by episode spoilers or just, hey, here's the winner. That would always spike. Um, but then it's just like, well, if they don't care about my content, then that would be the only day I would make money and then everything else would be bland. And that wasn't the case. It was just people were coming to me for all any inside information, including the spoilers, because I was also giving stuff about stuff I was hearing and, all. you know, this is you know, back in the day when I was just kind of running with anything that I heard, uh, and that was a mistake. But, um, at this point, yeah, it was just, it was just, wow. I can't believe that this is gaining as much popularity as it has. And yeah, this is before Instagram took off. So there was nobody, I mean, I'm talking nobody on the internet that was giving the information that I had and I would have been stupid, you know, not to take advantage of it. So clearly I was like, okay, this needs to, uh, I have something that no one else on the internet can provide. So I definitely can monetize this. And I did. That's why I'm a big fan of all types of influencers. As long as it's like ethical, if someone wants to be a hypocrite, it's like fun calling them out. But like, I don't care what people do with their following. If you're able to bring an audience together to watch your stuff and have a banner ad or a sponsored post, there's a lot of money out there in this world we live in. And like, get it, you know? And you know what the crazy thing is? Like for the longest time, you know, my website was what was making me my money. And then if you broke down the website numbers, this was, I want to say from when I started with spoilers, 2011 till about 2017 or 18, it was, you break down the website traffic and it was 80% desktop, 20% mobile tablet. And it was just because because people it, mobile tablet hadn't really taken off in terms of reading. Everyone was just like reading at their work desktop. Well, now we know everything and everything in the world is on the go and short short sound bites and stuff like that. Now it's literally eighty five fifteen mobile tablet versus desktop. Nobody's reading my website on their desktop anymore because nobody's at, you know we've also because of the pandemic, not a lot of people had to go back to work, so nobody's really sitting in front of their computer anymore. So that has changed. And then the second thing is, I don't know what the breakdown is, but if I had to guess at least 70 or 75% of my overall income now is coming from my podcasts versus my website. And it, it doesn't mean the website's ever going to go away because that's where reality Steve brand was built. I go into every season and like, I know I'm going to get stuff. I just never know when it's coming. I never know how it's coming. Um, and at this point I just like kind of brace myself for, I know it's coming, you know? Yeah. It, it's def. I just, but it's hard to say when, you know, like this season, last season was a perfect example. Like, um, 
what's his nuts? Uh, who was our bachelor? Zach. <laughs> Zach season starts on January 27th. It ended filming before Thanksgiving. And for two months, at no point during two months, did I hear anything in regards to the show about the ending? Nothing. You know, and I'm waiting. I'm like, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of getting a little impatient. I'm like, man, I haven't heard anything. And then I think it was epi- it was the day before episode three, which was actually the day before Katie's one-on-one day, that I finally got it, or I finally put it out there. I think I heard that weekend. And again, just out of the blue, came to me based on who it was, what they said. I was like, I got it. I got the ending to the season. And, and um, you know, we had that, uh, you know, we had that silly Instagram account out there, you know, claiming they had all these sources and all their sources told them it was it was 50 50 like when they when they posted that i was like hey it might be right i don't know but i haven't heard anything i'm gonna wait till i hear from my sources and then i finally did and you know you know like i said no no hate to them i just think i i just think maybe they didn't quite realize what they were getting into by saying that because i know just based on their reaction since then, it's turned into kind of like, oh, well, I was wrong, so big deal. And it's just like, but that's not the way it works in the spoiler game. What percentage of your sources are repeat customers versus random out of the blue type of things? <sighs> I'd say, shit, 90% are random out of the blue. I, 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 I have very few repeat sources, a couple here and there that are able to get me stuff every season, but... Most of the time, like I tell you right now, the person that was told me also the one in that same conversation also said, yeah, I heard that Zach got COVID in London. Like I didn't know that until then as well. So that was something that had escaped me and I didn't know. And I knew something was weird because I had been, if you read my side at the time, I was saying, Hey, everyone, I was told something goes down in London. I just don't know what it is. And then when I put the spoiler out, I also said, oh, by the way, I did find out what was going on in London. And that's it. Zach got COVID. Only one person got a date. They had to cancel the rest of stuff. So um, so I knew that they were legit, especially when the Zach COVID stuff ended up being legit. I'm like, okay, I don't know how they would know that Zach got COVID in London, but yet be dead wrong about the ending. Are they really going to be wrong on a 50-50 shot? Probably not if they knew that Zach got COVID. Yeah. Uh, the last time you were wrong was who? Let's see. Um, and 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 also, have you been wrong where you find out like on the live show? Well, here's the thing: the only time I've been wrong, and it was wrong up until the day of the finale, and it was wrong when the finale aired, was Dez. Every other time I've been wrong since then, which has been probably four or five times, I've I've definitely given out the wrong initial spoiler. Hannah Brown, off the top of my head, I said she was engaged to Tyler. Um, now, do you look at that spoiler and do you go back and go, why was this wrong? And you know what? Well, now looking back on it, I can't even remember. Like these, these seasons go back to back to back and I can't even remember why I put the spoiler out there that Hannah was in Tyler. I'm sure if I dug back into my emails, but that one might have been a phone call. Like, I don't even remember. Yeah. Uh, but Des is the only one that I've been wrong and this finale aired and it was still wrong. Every other time I've been wrong about the winner, it was corrected before the finale aired. So going into finale night, you knew who ultimately ended up winning. I mean, that's impressive. Uh, I've, I've never received a spoiler, <laughs> and I've never wanted to. And I know um, 
I, that you were you were spoken about on Chicks in the Office today by Rhea, who, by the way, didn't even listen to your podcast, which I absolutely hate it when someone responds to a podcast they didn't listen to. But um, I think she was ultimately uh, surprised at, at how strong Bachelor Nation came out about wanting more information. And I think, you know, you just realize, like, people are thirsty out there. Yeah. It's very similar to... The sports world where people want to know is this trade going to happen is this you know person retiring whatever the information is and when nothing comes out after they go what what was all the hype about you know there's like it's almost like you don't get the payoff from an investment but um but also she has to deal with which i don't think we covered when i was on your podcast she has to deal with the fact that they're kind of in with abc so she's got this spoiler. What she should have done is not say she had the spoiler and just give it to someone else. But if she yeah. has a spoiler, which apparently doesn't affect the outcome, she didn't want to, you know, burn whatever bridges they have, you know, as they get all the contestants. Well, that's the weird thing is that, like, already people are coming after me saying I went on a rant. I mean, did people actually listen to what I said? I didn't rant about anything. All I said was, let's look at her tweet. And I read her tweet on the air. And then I basically broke down her tweet, and, and even in her own tweet, she says, I believe it 90%. Well, clearly, then that's not something that you have vetted. Yeah. You know? So my whole thing was, let's just talk about what she said. And in this particular instance, I said, look, if she, if she has it right, she has it right. And she sounded like she just didn't want to give it to um, her audience because her audience might not want spoilers. Yeah. And I was... And that's all I was saying was like, does she realize what basically it was another thing, like kind of like the Instagram account, like, do they realize what they get into? Because the second she said that, how many people send that to me saying, have you heard this? You know, because they know I'm kind of the spoiler person when it comes to this. And all I was saying was, look, if I got this, it, I would have vetted it way more than I think that she is doing. If she's already coming out saying, Hey, I only believe it 90%. It's like, all I did, all I did was kind of walk her through it. And I was actually giving advice, and then everyone turns it into I was ranting about it, and I'm all <laughs> pissed off that someone else got information before me. It's like, first off, no, I'm not because one, I don't even know what this information is, and two, I already know that she's not vetting it the way I would. So yeah. I don't care that someone else got information. It's no big deal to me. I'm trying to be right, and I know that I've changed my vetting process 180 degrees since that 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 it was four or five years ago. Yeah, and um, what what part of Bachelor Nation makes you feel old? Like, what, like because oh, obviously you've covered the show for a long time, because I know I watch the show and I go, I don't even know what words they're saying anymore. God, what makes me feel old when I watch this show? I mean, I, I think the fact that, I don't know, Trista's kids are, and Jason's <laughs> kids are in their late teens now. Um, yeah. When and, are we going to get our first alumni child? I mean, we're close. Jason's Jason's son, Ty, is, I think, 18. So he'd still be... There are not that many 18-year-olds on this show. So he would technically be probably, I would think, minimum five years away from even appearing. Not that not that I think Ty is going to actually do this show. I don't think he is. But um, I, I think 23 would be the youngest they would go for a guy. And then I don't know if... I don't know off the top of my head how old Trista's kids are. Yeah. No, because I watch the show and you get, and I'm like, is this me getting old or is this everyone feeling younger? But you essentially have adults that are cosplaying as adults. Yeah. But they're really 23, 24, 25. And they're just a day and a half. I mean, some of these people were still in college 
when COVID hit, you know what I mean? So they're just, they're, 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 they look like an adult, but their brains aren't quite finished baking. <laughs> so you get these like beautiful people like Jess from this current season who I absolutely love, but like, come on, she, she's like a, she's a college. She's a, a semester past being in college. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, she's built for paradise. Yeah. There's a lot of people that you look at the show as built for paradise. I mean, I think this is one of the more attractive casts we've ever had and women like Kat and Jess and Gabby and, and Ariel are literally first cast down on the beach and they will absolutely be the apple of a lot of guys' eyes down there. What's more impressive, put it this way, what's more impressive to people that know you? That you had a New York Times article or that you dated a former reality player <laughs> yourself? I don't think, I, th I think just because dating Kat from Big Brother was more recent, probably that. I, I think most people don't even realize that I dated, that, not, not that I did. I don't even think most people realize that I even was in that New York Times article back, I think that was 2015 or 2016. Yeah, I think it was so long ago that I don't think people even realize that anymore, especially the Johnny Come Latelys that I've only watched for the last four or five years. I don't think they even know that New York Times did an, a a pretty major spread piece on me. Um, I mean, but for your family and friends, was there a moment where you're where they're like, "Oh, I get what you do now." I think, I think they always knew once I quit. Once I quit to make this my job, I think they realized, "Oh, wow, I didn't." You know, I, and they're the same. They're not very internet savvy or, or anything. And really, only my mother even follows what I do. My dad doesn't. I, I, I my dad, I don't think has listened to one podcast I've ever done. What do you expect for Monday? Do you do you expect the audience to? Because with Clayton season, a lot of people talked about like, oh my gosh, I saw the episode. It's nuts. Do you think there's going to be that kind of moment? No, uh, I think it's pretty straightforward. And the preview that they gave out pretty much confirmed what we saw. I think the only thing that could possibly be is if something happened post post filming. Um, I, I don't think anything has. For me, the season starts on Tuesday when we get the. Uh, you know, the he said, she said after the, you know, after the show's over the, you know, but, but, you know, and for, Gabby seems too composed to really give Zach her thoughts. If, yeah. if like, you know, whatever, but you know, yeah, we'll have to see how it all plays out. How do you think charity's going to do? We got our, well, first of all, we got our, we got our good buddy, the, uh, uh, the windbag's going to have Ariel on that <laughs> night. Uh, he's recording with her finale night. So we'll get her perspective on everything coming on. On Tuesday, I think Charity will do well. I think I think it is. That's the thing that I find that's actually really interesting is I'm assuming we're going to get her on the after the final rose. You know, like yeah. like they always do. They introduce their bachelorette, but she'll be just off of her second rose ceremony, which will be this Sunday. So Monday night, she'll have just ended her second rose ceremony, probably down to you know 20 or so guys, and we've just never had that before. It's usually them just coming out saying, "Can't wait to be the bachelorette," and then they introduce five of her guys. Well, she's already. You know, she's seven days into filming at that point. And take take away Charity because she's great. But boy, are they missing out on having Ariel Ariel as the Bachelorette? She would be fantastic. Yeah, and I, I think they're and missing I sh out on that. She'll and she'll you know, assuming she doesn't get a boyfriend before June, I'm sure she's set to go for Paradise and absolutely one thousand percent first 
you know, initial cast, OG cast, whatever you want to call it. Her, Gabby. Jess. Jess and Kat, for sure. Yep. Yeah. Well, we'll see you then. All right, well, let's go get some wings. Yeah, starving. All right, go follow Reality Steve for all the updates. Spoiler King. See you. And that's going to do it for me. I've been Dave Neal. This was Bachelor Rush Hour.